getting exciting times in basketball with the Big East tournament coming up. And of course, that's followed by the NCAA tournament. Who better to discuss that with than John Fanta from the Big East Digital Network? He also broadcasts games on television on Fox. And my man John joins me this morning to talk about that. John, good to have you around today. Your affiliation includes being part of the Big East Digital Network. What does that mean? Wade, it's great to be with you, and thank you for having me. Well, the affiliation with the Big East Digital Network, so the conference, when it reconfigured back in 2013, really had to start its own digital platform on YouTube and Twitter and across digital and social media, BigEast.com as well, and the league wanted to, to carve a path to be able to do weekly programming so that people didn't just go to FS1, Fox Sports 1, which is what the conference's television partner is for all the content uh, around the league. So they went and started a, a digital network, and the studio is based out of their New York City offices, which are at, at 3rd Avenue and 42nd. Uh, in in Midtown, and when they were starting out, they were looking for ways to build. And I actually happened to be a student at Seton Hall, and one of the things that that they wanted to do was to try to get current Biggie students, student broadcasters, student producers, camera people, anybody that that could benefit by having the experience as a student to work for them. And so they actually reached out to me towards the end of my freshman year and at Seton Hall and said, hey, would you like to contribute to the conference's coverage of different sports? It didn't start with basketball for me, but it eventually grew uh, into basketball. And I currently host Big East Shootaround every single week, uh, which is on YouTube and Twitter and, and BigEast.com. It's a studio show that runs 30 minutes every week. We interview coaches. We interview players across the conference, and we give you a, a different way to see Big East basketball uh, and, and to check it out. And we do some unique features as well, and we'll have coverage every single day of the Big East tournament um, from Madison Square Garden. We'll, we'll be on the air before and after every game. We've got a great cast of, of analysts. We've got Jim Calhoun the Hall of Famer. Your listeners know him all too well. And then we've got Vin Parisi as well as Tyreek Turner. And we're really excited to have that group of people that know the game, they know the sport, they know the conference, and I'm excited to be working alongside them next week in New York City. John does a great job on all of his platforms with the Big East. Let's start with men's basketball. Number one, who saw this coming with Marquette winning the regular season championship? They just clinched it last night. How did Marquette do it? They did it with player development, with organic player development and really buying into who they are. It wasn't some major transfer splash addition. It wasn't some four- or five-star freshman class. Marquette has just done it in a way that is really impressive. And it's why Shocker Smart deserves some National Coach of the Year consideration. 
And, of course, UConn playing well right now. They've got a game against DePaul tonight, their final home game of the year. They played so well in November and December, had a hiccup in January, and then they began to turn things around on January 31st with a win at DePaul, who they're playing tonight. What do you think about UConn's chances to make a run in the Big East tournament and maybe win the thing? Well, they're fully capable of it, Wayne. They, they're, they are fully capable of it. They've got a, the right equation between Jordan Hawkins and Adama Sonogo. Hawkins right now is playing as well as anybody that you're going to find. I mean, he's shooting the basketball tremendously. They can run him off screens. They make things happen. And then Sonogo has just been so steady and, and has been so strong. So they've got such a dynamic duo there. And when they get point guard play from Tristan Newton, the Huskies are really, really tough to beat. They're defensively sound. I think they figured out some of their defensive issues from earlier this season, which is big because Danny Hurley said when they went through their January cold spell that on the defensive end of the floor, they just were not doing uh, well enough on that end. But they have figured out some things on that end of the floor. And Andre Jackson, he is just irreplaceable. I mean, he gives them something that few players can give them with all the intangibles, with all the little things he does. The Huskies have the complete package. Now it's just a matter of mental. You know, they just have to be able to bring it and not get too tight. But they can absolutely win the Big East tournament. They can absolutely make the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. There's no reason why this team can't do those things. And winning six of their last seven games, they've certainly played like it here in recent weeks. Villanova beat Seton Hall last night. UConn wraps up the regular season at Villanova on Saturday night. They're a different team now than they were in the first half of the year. Justin Moore's return from an injury makes all the difference. It totally does. He is a winning player in every sense of that idea. And on Tuesday night inside the Prudential Center, when Seton Hall's really they, they were really tough against Villanova. They were right there. Justin Moore did not miss a free throw. He shot 9 for 9 from the strike. Villanova goes 22 for 23 from the free throw line. Uh, just amazing. They just know how to win. And Moore has a presence about him that rubs off on the individuals on the team around him. Cam Whitmore has become a better player because of him, the phenom freshman. Uh, Eric Dixon just seems to have an even more collected presence knowing that Moore is playing with him. I mean, Justin has been a part of so many wins. He's been a part of Final Fours. And it showed, again, on Tuesday night that with Justin Moore on the floor, he's a stabilizing presence, and Villanova is capable of beating anybody in the Big East because of Justin Moore. It took some time for Kyle Neptune. Obviously, he was dealt a tough hand with some of the injuries, with not having a, a legit point guard heading into the year. But they figure things out, and you got to give them credit, Wayne, because it could have been easy for them to quit about four or five weeks ago. They have not, and they are the dark horse in the Big East tournament heading into next week, and they can win the thing. And that's why it's such an interesting Big East tournament, because you could make a case for any of potentially six teams that could cut down the net at Madison Square Garden. Totally agree with that. Also, UConn plays at Villanova coming up on Saturday night, and it seems to me that this year, more than most years, it's very hard to win on the road, whether it's the Big East or other leagues as well. You got any reasons for that? Yeah, I, I just think hostile crowds. I think crowds that, that come at you from the start, crowds that bring their A game, 
outstanding atmospheres. I mean, that's that's the reason that I give. I I look at it and say, yeah, this is what it is. We have we have great fans across college basketball, and and in the Northeast corridor in the Big East, you're always going to see that. You know, it's a constant, and it it's just one of those things where road teams are are having issues going into buildings and being able to win because these are capacity crowds and. I thought people for a couple of years with COVID, obviously uh, there wasn't as much attendance at games. Last year we started to see people come back, but I think this year's just been full throttle. And you're seeing, you know, buildings, arenas that, that just have second to none atmospheres. And I think it's taken time for guys to adjust back to that, to adjust back to playing in those conditions. So it's really hard for the road teams. Honestly, for UConn, Playing at Wells Fargo Center Saturday night, it's better than playing at the Pavilion. I can tell you that much, uh, because you're playing at the bigger arena downtown. So, look, it's it's hard. It's really difficult to go on the road. It'll be interesting to see Wayne how much that prepares people for the NCAA tournament when they're on a neutral floor. I know one thing: UConn won't feel on the road when they're inside MSG next week because their fans will be able to come into Midtown Manhattan and make it. Uh, a bit of a home court for them, which it has been a second home for Connecticut over the years. Who's got the inside track for Big East Player of the Year? The preseason Player of the Year was UConn's Adama Sinogo. I'm not sure he's going to get it. No, I think it's a lock. I think the lock is Tyler Kolick. I mean, what he's been able to do, his last two games, he's got 42 points and 24 assists. So it, it's amazing what Kolick has done. Kid for Rhode Island that really went under-recruited originally, and, and now Marquette has totally taken off. I mean, he, he has been sensational to what they do. So I, I think it's going to be Kolick to Marquette that wins player of the year. John Fance for the Big East Digital Network and Fox Sports joining us this morning talking hoops, including the Big East Tournament and the NCAA Tournament. Let's change gears and go to the women's side. It's interesting how UConn has managed to win most of their recent games, but suddenly lower scoring games, closer games, and Coach Oriema after the last game, was he almost was pessimistic about his team's chances. How far do you think the UConn women's team can go this year, both in the Big East Tournament? He made it sound like they might even get to the finals of the Big East Tournament if they keep playing the way they are now, but maybe the big picture, the big dance, the NCAA Tournament. Yeah, I think part of that is is just the standard that Gino goes by uh, with, with his program, and that's what makes him so good. And there's no question about it. They've had uh, a tough go with it because they've basically been six deep, maybe seven deep. So it's really hard to win. It's really hard to win in his conference. Uh, I know they're UConn, and they've found a, another level. Uh, look, am I going to start to doubt a program that's made every single Final Four since 2008? No. No, I'm not. And they need to get AZ FUD back. Uh, you hope that they can. Here, ASA because AD is one of the best players in America, and they need her to be able to, to flourish. At the end of the day, Connecticut just isn't the same team when you take away the elite talent, the elite leadership, the elite playmaking and shot-making of AD Fudd, and, and you already were without Paige Beckers and Ace Brady. So I, I think that Connecticut will be tested here this week, and the reason for it is here's the deal. You, you win your quarterfinal in the tournament, and Mohegan Sun, but then you got to play either St. John's or Marquette 
Now, Wayne, both those teams are the teams that took down Connecticut in Big East play. And the UConn, their first pair of conference losses in a season uh, in a decade. In a decade. So that would be interesting in that rematch. I think they can get past Marquette or St. John's. The question is, can they be able to stop Maddie Segrist if it comes to that in the Big East final Monday night? Segrist, the nation's leading scorer, has not had fewer than 21 points in a game this season. All of this season, she scored at least 21. So it's, it's going to be hard for the Huskies, harder than it has been. The Big East has gotten better. Obviously, UConn has had a tough hand with the injuries. But do I think that this team can make it to another Final Four? I totally do, because Aliyah Edwards is one of the best bigs in America, and Lou Lopez sent a shock in Philadelphia. They got to cut down the turnovers, and that'll be a good start to playing better. But conversely, even though Gino really sang the blues the other day, should we give him a bit more credit given the fact what he's lost? Yes, he recruits great players, but he's done a nice job weaving this team together and keeping it afloat despite the the, the continued casualties they have. Totally agree with you, Wayne. Totally agree with you. I mean, Gino Ariema deserves much more much more love, especially for what this season has been. I mean, they you lose three main pieces to your team, three possible starters. And then they've had a number of other injuries, between uh, Dorker Juhas and Caroline Ducharme. And the list goes on and on. And, and now you're going to sit there, and, and obviously Connecticut is held to such a high standard. I get that. But um, what they've been able to do should not be taken for granted. I mean, at 26-5, and five, at 26 wins to just five losses, considering that all they've been through, considering that they always played the, the top competition this year, going to the Phil Knight legacy and beating Duke and Iowa, uh, South Carolina, as they always do, playing down at Maryland, playing Tennessee. Like, you know, he always is willing to schedule – he had a team that, that was tampered by injuries, and they just keep forging along, and they win another Big East regular season championship. Gino Ariema doesn't get enough credit for what he does because he's done so much great. And the greats forge on, even when the circumstances are tough. And that's what Gino has done yet again with the Huskies. UConn leaving the American Conference and returning to the Big East obviously made the Big East Women's Basketball League general uh, better. But in general... Women's basketball in the Big East seems to have upped the ante. They're a better league now than they were maybe 10 years ago, aren't they? Much better. Yeah, it has upped things. And right now there's five teams projected to make the NCAA tournament. That would be a conference high since reconfiguration back in 2013. Creighton went to the Elite Eight for the first time in school history last year. Amazing run by Jim Flannery's Blue Jays. And they're back. They've got Lauren Jensen. Morgan Molly, Emma Ronsick, a great core of players. Marquette has been steady. They spend money in women's basketball. Megan Duffy played for Muff McGraw at Notre Dame. She's a really good coach now for the Golden Eagles. Joe Tarnamilla has been a bounce-back season at St. John's. He brought in a transfer named Jayla Everett. She has been a game-changer for the Red Storm. And I think the best player in the country, Wayne, is, is on Villanova, is in the Big East, and that is Maddie Seacrest. I really think she's been that good. They average 29 points per game in the course of a season when you're at the top of every scout, 
you're at the top of everybody's mind, and she's been incredibly efficient in the process. So the Big East is wooded with storylines. I mean, the nation's fourth leading scorer, Anissa Morrow, plays for Doug Bruno and DePaul, so don't forget about them. And Seton Hall's got a point guard, Lauren Park Lane, who's one of the five that's named for the Nancy Lieberman uh, finalist list, Nika Mule, single-season racket holder for, for UConn, for assists, also on that list. So the Big East has talent, some NCAA tournament caliber teams, and that'll lead to some entertaining basketball this weekend at Mohegan Sun. And that tournament begins on Friday. UConn's first game is on Saturday at noontime. Meanwhile, it'll be a week from today when the Big East men's tournament starts at Madison Square Garden. What is your role down there, and what are you doing on Tuesday night, John? Yes, yeah, so Tuesday night, when we've got March to the Garden. It is an inaugural event to ring in our favorite week of the year for Big East basketball fans in New York City. We will be at the Chelsea Bell on 8th Avenue. Ticket information uh, is on uh, my Twitter, my social media platforms. Also, if you just type in March to the Garden, Big East, New York City, uh, on your device or on your laptop, you'll be able to find ticket information. And we are going to have two panel discussions from 6 to 7.30 inside the Chelsea Bell on 8th Avenue in Manhattan. That will be followed by a happy hour with appetizers and beverages and basketball talk. We've got great panelists. We've got Jim Calhoun. We've got Donnie Marshall. We've got Stu Jackson, who's uh, an executive for the Big East Conference handling men's basketball and a former NBA coach. We've got Tariq Turner. We've got uh, a number of other individuals as well, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk basketball from 6 to 7.30. You can grab a beverage after that at the Chelsea Bell on 8th Avenue, we welcome anyone who wants to come into Manhattan on Tuesday. And throughout the tournament, they'll be hosting studio shows distributed on the digital platforms Wednesday to Saturday. Our coverage begins Wednesday at 1230 Eastern Time. John, will that Big East Tournament Roundtable event on March 7th be available on digital venues, or will that only be an in-person event? That'll be an in-person event in Manhattan. So an in-person event. A ticketed event. We're given. Uh, we've got tickets for fifty bucks a piece. You can come in. You can watch. Be a part of the roundtable discussion. You can grab a beverage, have some food. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. And then, yes, I'll be at Madison Square Garden Wednesday to Saturday. We'll be hosting studio shows, wrap up shows. We got Coach Calhoun, Tariq Turner, and Ben Parisi. Man who knows all things Big East, all things college basketball. John Fanta. Always good to catch up with you, John. Thank you very much. Wayne Norman, thank you for having me. Appreciate you. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.